Welcome to the Magical Traveling Moms podcast. My name is Colleen and I am here today with my co-host Tina and we're going to talk about whether you should go on a cruise right now. What is cruising like right now? We are going to cover it all in today's episode. October actually happens to be National Cruise Month, so we thought that this was a good topic to discuss, and many of you are wondering about it and asking lots of questions about it, and there's a lot to consider, lots that has changed, so um, we're going to go over all of that today. But before we get started, we do always like to say a little something about the sponsors, sponsors of our show, Mystical Dream Travel. Mystical Dream Travel is a full-service travel agency specializing in premium family vacations, such as Disney destinations, cruises, Mexico and the Caribbean. The agents at Mystical Dream Travel will help you from start to finish to plan you the perfect vacation for your family. And if you are wanting to plan a vacation, be sure to contact Mystical Dream Travel today. It doesn't cost you anything but you get a huge amount of value from using their professional services. So check them out at mysticaldreamtravel.com or look them up on social media. Welcome to the Magical Traveling Moms podcast, where your hosts, Tina and Colleen, talk about all things travel. From theme parks to cruises to all-inclusive resorts and more, they cover news, tricks, and insider tips to inspire your travel dreams. They love to travel and want you to love it too. Find out their best kept secrets and learn how to make your next vacation extra magical right here on the Magical Traveling Moms podcast. Hi, Tina. How are you today? I'm good, Colleen. How are you? I'm really looking forward to talking about this topic. Yeah, I mean, I am, but I'm also nervous because it's a little controversial and there's, you know, it's, it's, it's been sort of a tricky situation for the last few months, I think, with cruising. Lots of questions, lots of uncertainty, but I am excited that cruising has resumed for the most part. I am. It has come back. The, sh the ships are in the water. And Several have already um, gone out. And then yes. like Disney Cruise Line has some soon in October that they're going to be starting. So that is promising and encouraging to see them. And that's over here in America. I, there, there has been cruising over in Europe and in Asia for a uh, while before yeah. now. Right. Yeah. Before now they had started again. But here through the U.S. ports, we've been waiting a long time. <laughs> It feels like a really long time that we've been we waiting. We have for. been waiting a long time for them to come back. I feel like they're like the last part of the travel industry um, that has come back and took the longest, of course. And I'm really excited to see them coming back in into a rotation and into all of the waters and the destinations. And there are a lot of restrictions at those destinations, but it's a start and and that's baby a good thing <laughs> right yes baby steps and that's a good thing it's a good thing yeah no it is good and they're taking it slow and that's good too because mm -hmm. i know they don't want any mishaps they don't want any hiccups obviously as an industry as a business they can't afford <laughs> for things to shut down again. No, not yeah, at like all. that would be very bad for the business and we don't want cruising to go away forever. At least I don't want cruising to go away forever. 
So I think that, you know, they're doing their best to make sure that everything is safe. But that means a very slow and very specific type of, of you know, starting. And so we're going to talk about that. That's what everybody wants to know. And it's not the same for every cruise line. Every cruise line is a little different. And yeah, so this is uh, one of those controversial topics. Like, should you go on a cruise? Who should go on a cruise? Where can you go on a cruise? And we're going to we're gonna talk about it. So are you ready? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I am ready. I'm excited about this topic, actually. Okay. Um, you, I know you did all the research for it. So I'm ready to be educated. You're ready to get educated. Okay, <laughs> well, you know, I thought we would just rip the Band-Aid off and just jump right in and talk immediately about the elephant in the room, but what everybody wants to know, and it's vaccinations. And do you need to be vaccinated? to go on a cruise and what, you know, what, what is going on with that? That's honestly, I think like the number one question that people have about going back to cruising. So the answer is basically yes, <laughs> that you need to be vaccinated, but it's a little bit yes and no, because there are a couple of instances where you wouldn't, but in general, you have to be vaccinated in order to go on a cruise ship from at all, anywhere. I mean, not just the US ports in Europe, it's the same. So uh, basically to get on a cruise ship, yes, the answer is you have to, you have to be vaccinated. Now kids under 12 and people with certain health conditions that have prevented them from being able to get the vaccine. There are a couple of scenarios where, you know, you could go on a cruise still, even though you're not vaccinated, even though the kids are not, obviously they can't be vaccinated. So, but there's still a lot of restrictions in place for those people, for the unvaccinated people. So, yep, absolutely. And each cruise line is different. So that's, I think some things are the same, but really the way they're managing it and is very different. Mm -hmm. And also the way you have to report to your vaccination and your testing and everything is varies by cruise line and what they're requiring you to do. Yeah. Pre-cruise. So, right. And it's so important to know what that process is because if you show up at the port and you have not done what you're supposed to for that cruise line, if you don't have the proper documentation or have it uploaded to a, a lot of them are using like their websites, their apps and stuff that you have to put that information on ahead of time and then you're not getting on the ship. <laughs> right. And you cannot do it the day of. That's the no. important thing to know. A lot of people think, oh, I'll just load it up the morning before I go. No, it no, has no. to be done within so many hours, usually within 72 mm-hmm. hours of your cruise, because they will deny you boarding at the port. Yeah. And you don't want to get there and be all excited for your vacation. And it's not That would there. be the worst. I yeah. can't imagine how horrible that would be to show up thinking you're yes, going on a cruise. And it has happened. Find out. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely happening to people, unfortunately. And I feel like this is a good moment to plug like one of a, a, the a reason number 135 that you should use a travel advisor. <laughs> absolutely. 100% because they will guide you through the entire process. Right. Yes. So. They will make sure because they are staying up to date. I mean, that's our job, you know, is to because it is changing all of the time, like all, like every week, it seems, you know, it's a little, do they tweak it? They add something, they take something away, whatever. 
So you, if you're working with a travel advisor, they're going to know exactly what you need to do. They're going to make sure you do it. They're not going to let you get to the port and not have all of your ducks in a row. So it's just another layer of, you know, security there that you, you definitely are all set. No, I agree. I think the cruise lines are always learn every day on what's working and what's not working and actually what really is needed versus what's not needed. And I think that's why the changes um, occur so frequently. Plus with all the CDC guidelines too, you know, they're working close, you know, closely with them. And so all of that changes too. So I, you know, that's why like exactly what Colleen said, reason number 135 to use a, a <laughs> mystical dream travel agent. A mystical dream travel travel agent. Yeah, because because we, uh, they are on top of it. They are on top of it. I mean, that's, you know, we're, we take it very seriously. So, so I went and I looked at every major cruise line that, you know, that we work with and I looked at their policies. And like you said, they're very different. There are a couple of things that everyone's doing. So yeah, yeah. everyone is making all guests take a COVID test prior to getting on the ship. So no matter what, if you're vaccinated or not, it doesn't matter. Every single person that gets on that ship has to have taken a COVID vaccine or vaccine, sorry, COVID test. And some of the, it's usually like two to three days. It can vary a little bit from cruise line mm-hmm. to cruise line what the, the window is, but it's, it's basically two days from your, from your sale date that you have to have this test done and uploaded to, you know, whatever their system is so that they have this proof. Um, so that definitely across the board, it doesn't matter which cruise line you're going on, doesn't matter if you're vaccinated, it doesn't matter. You have to take a COVID test before you can get on the ship. Yes, and it must be negative. So we must, well, yeah. it must be <laughs> negative. <laughs> you have to take one and it has to be negative. It has to be negative. Yes. And, you know, I think another question a lot of people have is what happens if I take the test and it's positive, right? On embark- like on embarking day? Yeah. Like what if I yeah. go, you know, I have my cruise in two days and I go and take my test and, oh, it comes back positive. Then what, what happens? You know, obviously you can't go on your cruise, right? But what are the yeah. cruise lines doing to help, you know, what are they going to do for you? Or is it, that, that's just it. Oh, sorry. You lost your cruise. You lose your money. Like what, you know, I think people have that concern. Yeah, that, and that's a fear, and I think that's a valid concern for families to have because, you know, a cruise vacation is an investment. And yeah. But what I do think is happening is that the cruise lines are honoring your cruise, and so you have the option, depending on the cruise line, to either rebook or refund. So, right, yes. So yeah. it really will be- All of them are at least, at the very least, going to let you rebook your cruise. Yes. They're going to give you future cruise credit for what you paid um, so that you can book for a future cruise, which is, which is great to know that you're not going to just lose that money. You know, you will get to go on your cruise, just not right now. (laughs) Yes, it might be. And you, I think with the future cruise credit, depending on the cruise line, of course, you have up to a year. Yeah. Some of them have even extended it into 2023. Like you yes. might have to book to, it to by apply. a certain date, but yes. it could be for a cruise in 2023. Right. So I feel like the cruise lines have tried to be very flexible mm-hmm. and very understanding about all of the varied situations that could pop up. 
and making sure that you are not just losing money, you know, like that you, you have caught and a lot of them are using that cruise with confidence is like their little tagline for their, their policies so that, you know, you're going to get to go on your cruise. If something happens and you get positive, whatever, you can still go just later. So I think that that's important for people to to know to make them feel com- comfortable booking the cruise in the first place. Right. Yeah. You're not gonna you're not gonna lose your money per se. I do, but some will offer it. Like I said, it depends on the cruise line and their exactly. policy. Some will offer it as a full refund. Some will do future cruise credit only. Yeah. And some yeah. And there's all different stipulations on that too. So yes. again this is the kind of stuff that your travel advisor will tell you they before you book they will make sure it's very clear to you this is the policy and what to expect if this happens or this happens or this happens and of course i always tell everybody travel insurance travel insurance <laughs> get the travel insurance people if there was ever a time where you should be getting travel insurance no matter what vacation you're booking like now now is when you should be doing it Travel insurance is your friend. <laughs> it is your friend right now. That is absolutely for sure. So I thought we could just go cruise line by cruise line. That's how I organized this. Like I just yes. thought, you know what? Because because they're so different, really, other than like really the only thing they all have in common is that having to take a COVID test before you get on. And there's right. health questionnaires. And they're going to take your temperature at the port and that kind of stuff. But other than that, they are all a little different. So, so I thought we'd start with Disney Cruise Line. Yeah. And Disney Cruise Line is that guests 12 years of age and older must be vaccinated. So anybody that's yes. able to get vaccinated needs to be vaccinated. Now they have this, this special consideration for kids under 12 but they do not have a consideration for people with health conditions like an adult like a like a person over 12 who has a health condition that they couldn't get the vaccine there's no special thing for them Mm-mm. it's only for kids so and then of course the kids that are under 12 they have to take more than just the test at the port so you have to yeah. well, you have to take a test before you get to the port like that's yes. the window then you have to take a test at the port before you can get on the ship, a, a rapid. And then depending on the cruise, they might have to take another test during the cruise. Depending on the length of the cruise. Depending yes. on the length of the cruise. Right. So there's there's definitely a lot of testing involved. Yes. <laughs> and it should be good under- for Disney Cruise Line for kids under 12. Right. There is no cost for that. Right. Yes. That is a very good point because that's not true with all of them. No, it's not. It's not true with all the cruise lines that there's no cost, but that is something Disney is doing that they are covering the cost of the testing at the port and on the ship and all of that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And that's just for kids. Right. Yeah. Everybody else should be vaccinated. Right. Exactly. They have to do the initial test before prior to Mm -hmm. getting on the ship, but then they're fine. Then you don't need to retest again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No yeah, it's just the unvaccinated kids that have to. But, you know, masks are required in all indoor spaces, whether you're vaccinated or not. And unvaccinated guests can only get off of the ship at the ports if you have a planned excursion. So that's a huge consideration, I think, for families 
to understand that, yes, you can take your kids on this cruise if they're not vaccinated. However, if you want to get off of the ship at any of these ports, you need to know what excursions you're allowed to do because it's not every excursion either. It's like certain ones and understand you cannot get off the ship unless you have one of those booked. And they are excursions through the cruise line. So it's not excursions. I know a lot of people like to book like with third parties outside of the cruise line. It's less Um, expensive usually, you know, people think they're going to save money by doing that, but you can't get off. You cannot do that right now. (laughs) So it should note though, that's only on like stops of like Nassau, like other islands, but the private islands you can get. So Disney's Castaway Key, as long as you're following all the protocols and everything, like that you can get everyone can get off the ship there yes yeah and so that is a good uh, point to bring up because that is nice that you can do that and with disney you know disney cruise line does a lot of three night and four night sailings and on those sailings there really is only usually two ports You, you go to nassau and you would go to the private island castaway key so you know castaway key you'll be able to get off and it's okay and nassau i don't know personally i never get off in nassau anyway so I think I, I think I got off last couple of years ago, last time, and we oh, did yeah. an excursion. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm good yeah, with like, oh, no, that. Yeah, I there are too many so, times. So in that regard, it's actually not bad. You know, like no. going on the, because Disney cruise ships are so amazing, and there's so mm-hmm. much amazing stuff on the ship. It's like kind of almost doing it for the ship part, not the ports necessarily, especially right, I agree. for a night one. So. So it's not, I think with Disney Cruise Line in particular, it's not that bad that you wouldn't be able to get off of the ship unless you had an excursion plan. So Castaway Key is the one that you want to get off at anyway. (laughs) 100%. I can't wait to go next year. So um, one other thing that I wanted to point out is that they also, which I thought this was interesting, they are requiring, uh, if you're on a five night or longer sailing, you also have to take a test, a COVID test, before you can get off of the ship. Yes. At the end of the cruise. Like, at the end of the cruise, they're making you take a COVID test, which is interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I Um, thought that was very interesting. I was like, why are they doing that? So I don't know if it's more for, like, data collection purposes. Well, you know what? Say, oh, when everybody got off of the ship, we tested them and they were negative. So, like, people couldn't, like, test positive later and be like, oh, I got it on the cruise. You know, I don't know. I would lean more towards that, to be honest with you, because let's think about that. When the pandemic happened, the cruise lines got hit the hardest because, you know, that's where we saw it Mm -hmm. first. I do think, you know, this will probably be an unpopular opinion, but, you know, I do think the media had a lot of negative into that and and i think too at the time we probably didn't know what to do in the u.s but i i think it was a little extreme and that's just my opinion personal opinion on that but i do think i think you have a point there in that i think they are doing it to collect data to show to be able to show look we're cruising safely and individuals are cruising and they're not getting covid and here's the the results right, like we have proof because here we yeah. tested all the unvaccinated people and oh nobody was positive when we let them off the ship so yeah, yeah. that's what i wonder because otherwise i'm not really sure what the point of that would be. yeah i'm not sure either so i think you're probably right on that one. Oh, and with the disney cruise line i also wanted to make sure we mentioned that um 
fish extenders are not allowed right now, which is kind of a bummer. I get it, but it's a bummer. And if people, if you don't know what a fish extender, I know some of our listeners might not know. On a Disney cruise uh, ship, on the stateroom door, there's like this little fish that's like a clip and they can leave you messages. And so a long time ago, some people came up with this idea to leave each other gifts. And so it's evolved into this huge thing now that people form these groups before the ship. Uh, sales to do these fish extenders and they make elaborate like pocket holders that they hang from it and then you go around you sign up for one of those groups and then you get a list of people that are in your group and you make little gifts for them Mm. and so it's fun because you come back to your stateroom and there's like a new little gift and you don't know you know when you're going to get one or what you're going to get and it's it's a very fun thing in the Disney Cruise community and it's very popular, a huge following. So I'm sure that's a real bummer for a lot of people that they're not they're not allowed to do that right now. Yeah, I know, and it's a it's a great way to meet new people and yeah, friendships and, friends, and stuff. Yeah, I'm sure it, friends, yeah. yeah I, I, like with anything, I think we're gonna slowly receive. We're gonna slowly see these things come back. You know, as we started seeing in other destinations and stuff like that. So the one thing we probably should talk about is the kids club. Let's not forget that. Line. Yeah, because theirs is open. It's available, yes. but. It is, you know, capacity restricted. So you have to reserve a spot. You can't just show up and drop your kid off. And they are limiting you to one spot a day, like one session a day. That's yeah. So you, you can't be in like, you know, we like to drop our kids off there for all day. <laughs> I, I can't leave my kid there all day. What? Yeah. We, yeah, there's none of that right now. So that's, you know, for those that like to drop their kids off and say, right. I'm going to need adult pool. Yeah, You're going to be the kids club all day. Yeah, that's not, <laughs> that's not happening right now. I cannot do that. And I don't know if you saw anywhere. I was unable to find information on like how long of a session it is that you sign up for. I, you know, I want to think, I think it's like an hour or two. I would hope it's at least an yeah, hour. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's, it's I not. I'm going to say maybe two hours. I could be wrong, but. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't really, if they, of course, on their web, they don't really say, and Mm-mm. perhaps it's different for each sailing or depending on how many kids are on, you know, maybe they take that into consideration, like, well, this sailing has this many kids and we can only have this many at a time. So we're, we can only have sessions this long or something, you know, like, I don't know, but they, they didn't really say how long of a session you've got each day, but I would hope it's at least an hour. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing, like you said, that it's based on how many children are on the sailing and how many people are actually signing up that day. Yeah. So you could, I mean, I'm sure you have more than 10, but as an example, there may be only 10 kids that sign up for Kids Club that day. Right. And I would imagine they would get a longer time. You would hope, yeah, they could adjust it so that you could get longer, but I don't know. But there's probably more than 10. (laughs) Yes. Those kids clubs are amazing. I want to go in. Yeah. Um, so, so next I have Royal Caribbean. So Royal Caribbean is another cruise line. I think that's popular with families yes. um, with kids and they are similar. It's similar to Disney. All guests 12 and older have to be vaccinated. So there's no, there's no special consideration for 
a person over 12 who has a health condition. It's just, if you're over, if you're 12 or over, that's it. Oh, and one thing I didn't mention with Disney, and this was true for all of the cruise lines, you have to be fully vaccinated and you have to have finished your, you know, being fully vaccinated at least 14 days before your cruise. Yes. So you can't get your final shot, like, two days before mm-hmm. you go on your cruise like that. It, you have to be fully vaccinated by 14 days prior to your sail date. So, and that was true with all of them. They all, yeah, have- that's across the board. I agree. Yeah. yeah. That's across the board. Yeah. Now I do wonder, I'm going to bring up a question. So yeah. a lot of these um, individuals are getting required to have the booster. Yes. I yeah. wonder how that's going to affect their anything about- I haven't read anything about it yet. Yeah. I haven't heard anything about that and I didn't see anything about boosters. So but that will be interesting if if that becomes also, you know, that you have to be up to date or if you have, you know, if you needed a booster, you would have had to get it. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see because they're not also making everyone get the booster or saying everyone has to. It's like only certain people. Yes. And yeah. So I don't know. But that will be something again. Like this is what we'll I think. have to pay attention. <laughs> This could be something that changes in the future. I don't know. But so you also, everybody has to take a test. So this, and this was interesting. I thought this is on Royal Caribbean has this policy in place through November 1st. So they've like said, oh, well, this is the policy through November 1st, but we might change it after that. Most of the cruise lines said the policy was through December 31st. So I thought it was interesting. Royal was different. So I don't know if they're thinking they might change any of this stuff. But the, so the guests under 12 will have to take a COVID test prior to sailing. So everyone has to take the test ahead of time that you upload. The guests under 12 who are unvaccinated have to take one at the port before you can get on the ship and then up to two additional tests, depending on the length of the cruise. And they are also doing one prior to disembarking at the end of the cruise. Yeah. Yeah. So they're also doing that. Yeah. So there are some similarities for the cruise lines. I'm sure they all sort of talk together on some level to kind of say this or that. And they tweak it to what's best for their business and and their their guests for sure. So I'm actually going on a Royal Caribbean cruise in November. Yeah. So it'll be, it's, it's the preview of the Odyssey of the Sea. So I'm really excited about it. So it's only two nights actually. So it's Saturday. So it's definitely not long enough. Trust me, but it will be my first cruise post COVID and I'm really excited about it and I'm excited to see how the process works. And I'm sure yeah. we'll do a podcast on it and, and, you know, share um, some details because Colleen, you are also going on a cruise this year as well. And right later it. this year. Yeah. Uh, my husband and I were going on Virgin. Yes. Yeah. We were going to go on a carnival cruise line, but then we decided to to not, which I was going to talk about that at the end too. <laughs> oh, well, we can talk more about that <laughs> at the end. But... Talk about it at the end about whether I'm you should go ahead. or not. Should you go on a cruise or not? So yeah, I was going to yeah, talk about they why all... I decided not to. Yeah, so I mean, they all have different things and they tweak it. And so it's interesting to see, at, at, especially as, you know, we're travel advisors too. So it's interesting to see the differences um, of what they're doing and what they're requiring. And of course, you know, we have to stay on top of that. But yeah, yeah. I felt like Royal was very similar to Disney. 
Yeah. They're, they're requiring masks indoors and they still have the kids clubs are open, but you have to make a reservation. I didn't read that they're capping it at one session per kid per day, but you know, basically you can't, you're not guaranteed that your kid is going to get a spot. And I would definitely be looking to see if you can pre-reserve those spots ahead of time before you get on the ship and not wait until you get on the ship unless you have to, but just because I bet they fill up, you know, because people are going to want, people want their kids to go to the kids club, right? Yeah, because that's part of the fun. Not the just kids like the, the kids, kids too. They love too. it. They have fun. They make, they meet friends there and, you know, they do all kinds of fun activities. But, but yeah, they were, they were definitely very similar to Disney. Now, Norwegian Cruise Line, which is the next one on my list, was, was one of the different ones. So this surprised me. Norwegian Cruise Line is sailing 100% vaccinated. So that's it. If you're not vaccinated, you're not going. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's it. So I thought that was very interesting because... Yeah, and that's till December 31st of this year. Right, yeah. So their policy is through December 31st. But I thought that was very interesting because I do think of Norwegian as being a family-friendly cruise line, you know, one that families would choose. So this is like, they're eliminating anybody with kids under 12. You're not going on the, on a cruise right now on Norwegian. Nope. That is an interesting that they took that approach on that. Yeah. But I but, do, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I do think Norwegian, although it is family friendly, I do think a lot of their cruise is more adult. Yeah. You yeah. Think so? Okay. No, yeah, that's my um, opinion, but it is very family friendly. But I do think like for kids older, like more like your teenage older now, kids versus younger under the 12, under 12 kids. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I could see that. What, what I thought was interesting is, and they make a big deal about this on their website, they're, because they're sailing 100% vaccinated, they are not having a mask rule at all. There's That's no interesting. Distancing. There's no mask mandate. So no I thought that was very interesting. I'm a little well, surprised. Well, yeah. When you get off of the ship, when you get off the ship, you have to do whatever the low, you know. Yeah, that that's what I was going to say. You have to follow the guidelines yeah, of that on the ports, right? But on the ship, because and that's what they say, because we're 100% vaccinated sailing, we don't have to require masks or social distancing or any of that. That's interesting. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that would be very appealing to some people, a lot of people, really, because because people want to feel normal again. You know, people want to go back to normal. And I mean, even me personally, that's appealing to me. Like, oh, wow, like, you know, I'm vaccinated. Like, I could go on this cruise and not have to worry about wearing a mask all of the time. So, but I thought they are the only of the cruise lines I looked at. They're the only one that was doing that was, was saying, because we're hundred percent vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask and you don't have to social distance and everything is open and everything is exactly like it was before. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, I'm with you. I, I think that is incredibly, that would be appealing to me too. Like you, I am fully vaccinated as well. And I just, I, you know, I don't mind them out. I mean, I'll do what I need to do wherever, you know, cause I'm choosing to travel or I'm choosing to go to that business. So if they require 
the mask to be on, the mask will be on. It, you know, it is what it is. But I do like the idea of going on a cruise with no mask. I right. And that. just having that normalcy again. You yeah. Know? I feel like all of us, no matter what side of the fence you're on about anything, like, I feel like everybody just really just wants to feel normal again. They just want no, to I agree. 100%. So, but um, there. yeah, so even though they're eliminating, you know, anybody with kids under 12, I think they're probably appealing a lot to people who are looking for that. Like, I just want normal, like I want mm -hmm. to just go and have fun and have a vacation and relax and not think about all of this restrictions, right? So yeah, so that's very interesting to me. Now, Princess Cruise Line is also sailing 100% vaccinated, but they are not doing what Norwegian is doing and saying, oh, because we're 100% vaccinated, you don't have to wear masks or social distance. They are still mandating masks, even though they're going to be 100% vaccinated, they are still making you wear a mask indoors. And social distancing and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And there's, you know, so, so that was interesting. I thought that they are not taking the same exact approach as Norwegian. <laughs> yes. Well, I can understand. I think Princess Cruise Line got hit the hardest. We remember back. I try to block it out. <laughs> remember back. I think they got hit the hardest on all of this. So yeah. I, I can understand their stance on that. They, they want to make, you know, make sure that they're, yes. Yeah. Yes. Being extra careful and safe and all of that. So now Carnival Cruise Line, which is, this is what my family had booked a Carnival. We, well, it was like a rebook from a rebook from a rebook from a rebook from like. Yes, yes. <laughs> two years ago, whatever. But Carnival Cruise Line is doing, they are the only ones that are doing this. So they are allowing a small percentage of unvaccinated guests. And I can't remember, it's like 3%. It's very small. Like it's mm -hmm. not going to be a lot of people like out of an entire cruise that might be like 100 people that they are allowing to be unvaccinated. The only people who can apply for this exemption are kids under 12 or people who have a health condition that is making it so that they can't get vaccinated. Okay. And you have to show proof. You do have to be able to provide something that says, why you know what is your health condition from like your doctor or whatever yeah that makes sense but but there and then so it's it's not a i don't know if it's like a lottery system per se but basically in order to get the exemption you have to fill out a form requesting it and then out of all of the people who apply only obviously a hundred and something people are going to get it and they give priority to the kids under 12. Mm -hmm. so they're going to first look at who asked for an exemption that has that's a kid under 12 and those people get it first and then they if there's any spots left they would move on to the people older than 12 that had asked for a medical exemption if you don't get the exemption you don't get this this, this spot then they will let you either cancel and get a full refund or rebook well, that's good that they have that in place and, you know, and those yeah. things are, I think that's important. I think when the cruise lines are putting these types of policies in place, they definitely take into consideration what happens if they can't go on the cruise right. um, or they don't qualify in a case like this, or they don't, we can't pick them because we already maxed out on our right. exemptions. 
So I think they've been doing a great job in finding ways to either give you a full refund or give you allow you to take that future cruise right. credit. Exactly. Yeah. And some of them have had really great incentives too to rebook. You know, they might say, well, we'll let you cancel, but if you rebook, you know, we're going to give you 125% future cruise credit or 600 bucks of onboard credit or, you know, like there's, there's definitely been a lot of incentives too, to, which of course they want you, they want, they want you to cruise. They don't yes, want Yes. Yes, absolutely. That. So I think, you know, it, it can be advantageous to take advantage, you know, to, to do those things, to take those offers that they're giving you. Mm -hmm. But so, so Carnival is, they, they are also making you take a test before you sail. Unvaccinated guests also have to take an additional test during the cruise, but you have to pay for it. Yes, you do. And it's $150. Yes, it is expensive. And I've seen them between 125 and 150 for the COVID testing on board. Yeah. And uh, I think that's pretty standard for all the cruise lines at that price point. Yes, that price point. Yeah. So, but that's a big thing to consider, you know, like, so my family was booked on a carnival cruise over Thanksgiving. Again, we re it was a rebook from, you know, other ones that got canceled prior to this. And we were hoping, you know, we were hoping by Thanksgiving, you know, things would be a little bit more back to normal, but I have two kids that are under 12. Mm -hmm. So if I went on the cruise, it was going to cost me, you know, just for that part alone, it's going to cost me $300. Yeah. Just to get them. Just to have them on the cruise with me because they would each have to take another test during the cruise. And that would be 150 bucks a pop. So, uh, so that was absolutely something that I took into consideration when we were deciding like, is this really what, you know, is this really going to work now? Additionally, they are also just like the other cruise lines that are allowing unvaccinated guests, if you want to get off of the ship at a port, you can only do this on a, on a certain excursion that you've booked through the cruise line. And they're calling them bubble tours. I was just going to say yes. Yeah. They're calling them bubble, bubble tours because you're in a bubble. So, so the excursions you're allowed to go on are ones where you are essentially not going to come into contact with anyone else, but the people in your excursion group. Yeah. So it's, it's very important that, th that I think with the islands that they're protecting their people. And a lot of people w often wonder why, why can't I just roam like I used to? And here's the thing. And I understand we all want that normalcy when we cruise and we love going and exploring the different locations. But a lot of these islands are very small and they may only have one hospital for the entire yeah. island. So if yeah, they not have, a huge one either. Yeah, if they have an outbreak, they're not going to be able to handle. It would be devastating. You know, they yes, really absolutely. wouldn't be able to accommodate and take care of all of those, the people, if, if there was a huge outbreak. Yeah. So I, yeah. I agree. I, I agree with you that it, it makes absolute sense to me why they are being very cautious. And, and some of them, some of the islands in the Caribbean have actually said they will not allow anybody who's not vaccinated at all. Yeah. So that's another thing I wanted to mention was some of these cruise lines are having to redo their ports of call. So maybe originally the cruise was supposed to go to these sets of islands. Well, because of the restrictions for those islands, they might have to change the port. So I've seen a lot of things changing to like Mexican ports, right? Like, so they're taking maybe yes. some of the smaller islands and instead of going there, they're going to go to some ports in Mexico. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I think too, you're seeing a lot of, they call them like double dips uh, into the private islands. Right, yes. So that's been another big, I know Disney Cruise Line has been doing that on the longer, um, yes. like the four nights and stuff, they're doing like double dipping, what they call it, you know, to their private islands, which is fine by me because that island is so crazy. <laughs> I know, live right? on that island. I, uh, oh, another day at Castaway Key? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I agree. The private islands are really fun, you know. So yes. um, there's definitely like two types of cruises. I feel like there's like the cruise you're gonna go on that you're really just wanting to relax and you know be casual and whatever and have a beach day or whatever. And then there's the cruise where you are actually wanting to go to different ports and explore those ports. So so what I was gonna say is you know personally my opinion on it is if you are looking to have a cruise where you're going to experience different destinations and explore them and that's the important part to you that's your priority i would maybe not go on a cruise right now you know like i would wait like i would wait until 2022 maybe 2023 because i just don't think that's a thing even if you are vaccinated and you're getting off the ship i just think with the restrictions on the islands and the different ports it's just not gonna be what you're looking for but if you're okay just relaxing and staying on the ship and enjoying the ship's amenities like disney cruise ships are amazing on going to the private islands and that's all you really want to do then yeah like that you know i think it would be fun I agree. And also, I think it's a great time to cruise because it is still limited capacity. It is, um, yeah. So to have like a less crowd on a cruise right. is amazing. You know, it would right. be amazing to be able to experience that because you have, you don't, you're not scouting out the area for the perfect chair. By right. The yeah. You can't get a chair at the, on the pool deck or <laughs> yeah. you're waiting in line for 40 minutes to ride the water slide or the aqua, yes. you know, on a Disney cruise ship can be really crazy. So yeah. So it is true. a great time. Like you said, if you're, if you're looking for something more chill and laid back, yeah. I definitely, and less crowds, it definitely is a great time to get on a cruise for sure. Yeah. Going back to carnival. I just thought of something I didn't mention which was actually, I would say, the nail in the coffin for us in deciding to, to cancel our carnival cruise is they are not having kids clubs open. Oh, yes. Yeah, so kids not. under 12, there is no, there's no kids clubs available. Um, they did have the teen clubs, you know, for the kids that were over 12 who were vaccinated. Mm -hmm. They did have teen clubs open, but kids under 12, there were no kids clubs. So it was like, okay, we can't get off the ship unless we do these bubble tours. There's no kids club. And, and I think they are doing restrictions in terms of like theaters and restaurants because they are having designated areas for fully vaccinated guests. So it's like, oh, in the theater, we're having a show just for vaccinated guests. You're not vaccinated. You can't go. Limitations. Yeah. There's a lot of limitations. And so we just felt like with, if it had just been my husband and I, it probably would have been, you know, we would have been like, fine, whatever, because we're both vaccinated. But our kids are under 12, so they can't be. So we just, you know, we've had, yeah, it's just not worth it for us to go as a family on a cruise. Now, like I mentioned before, my husband and I are going on a virgin cruise in December. That's adult only, mm -hmm. you know, and um, so that'll be different. <laughs> that'll be fun. We don't have to worry about the kids. A totally different experience. So that'll be nice. I 
you know, we like you we talked about a little bit earlier. We could talk about that we're both cruising later this year. And I'm very excited about it. One, so that I can experience the full like what requirement yeah. um, are required and stuff. Now mine is a lot shorter since it is a preview of the Odyssey of the Sea for Royal Caribbean. So and it, we are going to Perfect Day at Coco Cay, which I'm excited. Ooh. I haven't been there since it was under construction. Me neither. Uh, yeah, so I'm really excited to see all the new things there. But I'm really excited to get back to cruising. And I do I do think the same that I think that it would all travel, that it can be done safely. But I also strongly feel that it's an individual choice. And you have to do what you feel most comfortable with when it comes to traveling, whether it is right. a domestic trip an international trip or a cruise, you have to do what you feel comfortable because there are things like where I think a cruise is different, leaves from the U.S. and comes from if you're cruising from the U.S. and comes back to the U.S. However, when you go to these different islands separately, like you're just going to the island, there are some testing requirements to come back into the U.S. So, and so I think it's, you know, it's an individual choice, but for me personally, I am really much, very much so looking forward to getting on a cruise in November and experiencing it and being able to do it again feels normal in itself. So, yeah, I have been looking forward to this, you know, ever since they shut down, you know, and there were moments where I almost felt like it was never going to happen again. I feel like a lot of people probably felt that way, you know, like this mm -hmm. is like, we're never going to get back here. We're never going to get on a ship again. Um, so I feel hopeful and encouraged that, you know, there are sailings that are going out. They are being successful. They aren't having any major issues. And I, I'm with you. I cannot wait to go. And, but yeah, I agree a hundred percent with what you said about it's a personal choice. Know what the restrictions are be educated, use a travel advisor, make sure you understand exactly what it's going to be like, and then make the choice, you know, you have to think of yourself and your family, is that worth it to me? You know, like, is mm -hmm. I okay and comfortable with these restrictions? And if you're not, you're not, you know, I don't think that this is forever. Like, I don't think that any, I don't necessarily think any of this stuff is forever. I think that things will continue to evolve and change and restrictions will start to get less, you know, restrict <laughs> Yes. as time goes on. So like, you know, don't worry, like it, you, you can wait until next year or the year after and you can book cruises pretty far out. And there's some, yeah, great some I will say that there are some really great sales and incentives with cruises right now. Cause the cruise lines, they want you to say, you know, they need business. They, they're trying to, they're trying to get business. They need it. Hello. They were shut down for over a year. Like they need money. <laughs> like, right. And they want right. you to cruise and you can cruise as you can book on some cruise lines far out as 2024. Yeah, you can. So... You can go pretty far out. So, but if you ever wanted to do a bucket list cruise, this is what I would say. Here's my pro tip. Okay. If you ever wanted to do a bucket list cruise, like to Alaska or Hawaii or Europe, now is the time, even if you don't book it until you're going 2023, 2024, the sales, the prices right now, once cruising is 100% back, like 
this is not going to be the price anymore. Like they will go up. So if you were ever wanting to go on one of those types of sailings, I would book it now and lock in some of these amazing prices that they've got going on. I 100% agree because the deals are unbelievable. They are, they are, they're unreal. So yeah, you'll never be able to do an Alaska, Hawaii, Europe, like any of that, probably even like the Asian ones. I mean, there's a lot of really amazing cruises out there other than just Caribbean, you know, and you're not going to be able to book them for this cheap. At, yeah. At the <laughs> price point. Yep. The price point. So we're seeing right now is it's like it's crazy and it is a really good time to book your cruise it, yeah. you know far out if you don't want to cruise in the next year because you're not yeah, you're it doesn't matter. Oh, what, 2023 2024 like you said whatever at least you're taking advantage of the price yeah the sale that they're doing right now and you know, lock it in and then you're all you're good you've got it all set so absolutely 100 percent so I'm sure this will not be our last podcast on cruising and restrictions. And obviously after you go on the Odyssey of the Seas, we would absolutely have to talk about that. I cannot wait to hear all about that. And then when I go on the Virgin Sailing in December, we got to talk about that too. Because I know, I'm is excited a whole new concept. It's yeah, a whole it new is concept. a whole new concept. Yes. Adult only cruising. So I cannot wait for that. I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. But yeah, let us know what are your questions about cruising right now of what are your concerns what are your thoughts share them with us we love to hear from our listeners and we'd love to answer questions you know when we do another podcast on cruising we'd love to have some listener questions so you know you can write to us magicaltravelingmoms at gmail.com or you can find us on facebook instagram uh, YouTube and leave us a comment there or leave us a message on there on the post and we would love to hear from you and of course please subscribe to our podcast or go to our YouTube channel and subscribe to us there and we look forward to talking about cruising again right <laughs> so until next time we hope all of your travels are magical